Does everybody know what time it is? Guard your appliances and your heart. This episode, we're watching Home Improvement on The Showdown. Hey everybody, welcome again to the podcast, and as always, the showdown is recorded in front of a live dog and cat audience. My name is Cliff, and this is the podcast where I, a television idiot, dissect one epic TV series with a television expert. So Colin, how are things in TV land today? I think things are going to be really great. I think I'm I'm really excited to talk about the show. I spent a lot of time watching it as a child, as an adult, and many times in between. And here we are, we're going to talk about it, and I have a lot of opinions. So you only ever watch this show, is what I gather from your description. (laughs) Thinking back on it, I'm I'm pretty sure I watched other things, certainly, but I... I remember watching a lot of this show. Okay. A lot. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll test your, we'll test your home improvement trivia here today. So of course the, the show that we're watching then is, is home improvement uh-huh. uh, of Colin's childhood and adult fame. Mostly apparently. adulthood, I think. So I think I spent more time as an adult watching it than I did as a child, but okay. I was a much younger adult. Okay. Well, this should be an interesting comparison. It'll be important later. <laughs> Most of my memories of this show are from, from its first Run. I, I don't remember watching a lot of it in, in reruns, and so this this should be an interesting comparison. So so with that let's go ahead and jump into the overview. Absolutely. And talk a little bit about the show itself for anybody who's not familiar. The the air dates for this show are 1991 to 1999. One of the most successful sitcoms in TV history. It aired on ABC, one of their their tentpole shows for for many years. And of course, was a 30 minute uh, live sitcom taped in front of a studio audience that we'll talk a little bit more about here later. But um, a, a successful show. That's a long run for the show. Yeah. As you mentioned before, played a lot in syndication, which is another sign of success. A lot of people made a lot of money off of this show. Oh, yes. Yeah, it ran for eight seasons for 203 episodes, which is, again, a, a lot. Um, the cast, of course, you all know it by heart, Tim Allen, Patricia Richardson, Earl Hindman, Tara Noen Smith, Zachary Ty Bryan, the one, the only... JTT. JTT. Richard Karn and Debbie Dunning. Yeah, a, a, a good cast for sure. I, a lot of those names recognizable, I think. Some maybe not. We can we can talk a little bit. We'll, we'll go through the characters. Yeah, and, and some of them have done so much since then. Yeah. <laughs> some of them haven't. Well, they, I think they made their money. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, so the description for the show, uh, it goes something like this. Tim, the tool man Taylor, host of the home improvement show Tool Time, definitely is not as handy at home as he is on screen. He and his wife, Jill, raised three boys who are racing towards adulthood. The Taylor family often relies on next-door neighbor, Wilson, who provides unconventional wisdom and perspective to the Taylor's personal and family crises. Crises? Crises? Crisis? Cry. Crises. Cry. Crises? It's, I've lost it. I believe it. it's It's cry. gone. We're going to go with Chrissy's. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good com- enough for me. We, we don't have Wilson here to tell us what it is. Uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty good description. It's, it's a standard sitcom. It's about... Nuclear family, there's three boys, they have enough money to where it's not a problem that they send many, many storylines about. It's really about just kind of uh, personal conflicts within the family. But um, oh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to raise three boys in a, this world. A very specific bent on the, the show. It's centered around, as it says at the in the credits at the beginning, based on the comedy, uh, stand up comedy of, of Tim Allen and a lot of his is about relationships between men and women, specifically how 
men are ultimately morons and, uh, and struggle to understand the nature of, of women, which is just the most confusing thing possible. It feels like that's kind of the, okay, how we that's show. A, that's a really positive outlook. On well, this. right. It, it does. It doesn't always <laughs> on, manifest on itself. In the, I was going to say uh, the, the way I read it was like, man, women are the worst. Am I right? Well, I, I think so. Most of the shows kind of skew that way into the last 10 minutes and then they kind of show up and they're like, Oh, uh, this, they just they just kind of play Tim for a moron at the yeah, end of the show. And, yeah, it, it tends to repeat itself. But um, absolutely, yeah. Let's uh, let's keep going. Let's talk about the ratings a little bit. Um, IMDb gives it a seven point two, which is pretty good. But TV.com has it an eight point seven. Yeah, TV.com coming yeah. through for us again. Yeah, they yeah. love it. They love it. Now, as for awards, we have one Golden Globe for Tim Allen, who won Comedy Actor in nineteen ninety five. And you all may know this. You probably know the the extreme legacy of the lighting Emmy that went to Donald Morgan. Donald Morgan for seven years in a row. From Somewhere Donald Morgan's mantle. Nineteen ninety nine. Just just to be clear, struggling. Seven out of the eight seasons that they made this, Donald Morgan won an Emmy for lighting. Yeah, Donald Morgan's resume is is set. Good for him, yeah. man. He can he can j- take any job he wants in Hollywood. Yeah, he he nailed it. This show he probably wears the seven Emmys around his neck. It's a career maker. It is for a lighting expert. Yeah, what's crazy is this. This is this maybe is speaking as a as you guys will learn a lot about me from from my reaction to to reading this news. And my first reaction, my gut reaction was, oh, I didn't even notice the lighting. <laughs> like I feel bad for not appreciating what was clearly award winning work. Yeah, yeah, I, I have some theories on that, but we'll yeah. we'll. We can also talk about that. I'm a proud bit of him. Yeah, so it's notable filming locations for this show. I it kind of had a hard time nailing down. It's obviously filmed in Los Angeles, specifically in Burbank, across a couple of different studios that uh, that, that film those types of things. But not, nothing really particularly interesting. They don't do a lot of offsite shooting. It's 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 mostly studio work. There are no on location episodes. They don't take a trip to Disney World or anything like that at any point. Uh, which is odd for most shows that time. They yeah, had some sort of for an ABC show. Yeah, some sort of event episode, but they, they didn't uh, didn't need to. Obviously, they were able to, to get away without it. The, the top rated episode for the run of the show is in season three, episode six, titled "Crazy for You." Rated as an eight point three. This is you may remember the the one of their renowned Halloween episodes, ah, the one yes. where Jill makes up a, a character that's supposedly stalking Rose. Tim Rose and shows yeah. up at the party, and that's that was the the highest rated episode by by a couple of points. That's interesting because it wasn't even my favorite Halloween episode. Yeah, it was. Um, it was, it was w- fine. One of the few episodes where it seems like th- it was a different storyline. Like most of the storylines are about Tim's master plan, mm-hmm. and it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And this was a story about everyone else's master plan not having to do with Tim. So it was definitely a, a unusual storyline for the for the show. Mm-hmm. So the familiarity disclaimer for this show is that we're we're both very familiar with this show as Colin alluded to earlier. Oh, she apparently course. has watched this show dozens of times well, over I'll, as I I'll was unaware clarify. of. So when I when I was in grad school, I was I was living in uh, Miami and I was going to school. I had a morning class and an afternoon class, and I believe that TBS played four hours of Home Improvement in mm-hmm. the middle of the day. And I'm pretty sure most days I watched all four hours. Okay. Yeah. So that that is my familiarity. Wow. Disclaimer. Okay. <laughs> Which is, it was the middle of my day. I I, I remember 
the feeling I had when the lineup changed Mm -hmm. and uh, just being very frustrated and bothered by the new lineup. It's dark times for you, it sounds like. Yeah, Yeah. I have never forgiven them for that. Apparently not. So (laughs) I I watched the show when it first ran. I remember watching it as a a kid. It was a show that my family enjoyed. It obviously was on ABC, came on on, I think it was Friday uh, show perhaps I should probably know that. Yeah, <laughs> know that. Sorry, if it's I, actually hard to find old schedules. Yeah. I've, I've looked for several of the old schedules for mm-hmm. these shows, and it's it's hard to find. You know what a what a standard broadcast lineup would be in 1992. Yeah, so you kind of just have to remember, right? If we were a, a better podcast, we would uh, we would have that. But it's we're, on the internet. Somewhere. We're not. It's, it's just yeah. Hard to find. It's kind of it's free. People, come on. So, yeah. so I, I watched all of these shows first yeah. run. I, I you know remember watching them as a kid. I think I've seen some in syndication, but not not a lot. I don't remember. It being on, but I, but I did, I do remember, you know, enjoying the show when I was a kid. So I was interested to see what happened, kind of watching it through the second time around, if it was any different and we'll find out if that's yeah, the case. We, we will find very out shortly. <laughs> but for those of you that aren't familiar uh, with the show, perhaps we can jog your memory a bit with a segment we like to call theme song jukebox. Yeah, it it goes on for a while. And something I I kind of noticed watching uh, the the show is that it's a long theme song. It is. Yeah. And what's crazy is, you know, most shows, once they once they become popular or successful or whatever, in later seasons, they kind of do a shortened version or especially if they start developing longer storylines and get more in depth with the characters or whatever, Mm -hmm. they have longer episodes. So they have to cut the theme song. Nope. This show is just full in on this theme song. We're going to yep. watch the entire opening credits. You got the animation with the house and the and the characters mm-hmm. and the cutouts, all oh, yeah. all of it. You're going to want to see all that house animation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you making fun of me or the animation? Yeah, a little column A. All right. A little column B. <laughs> okay. So, overall the theme song is memorable, oh, right? For sure. It's yeah. not it's not we particularly can all sing it. it's it's interesting. There's nothing unique about it I think other than it fits the show and has the, the signature grunting in, in it. And, Gotta love that uh, It's something I remember watching. And, and, and at the time when this came on, again, back in uh, 1991, 92, there weren't a lot of on-screen graphics and things happening. And so they certainly went out of their way. A lot of the transitions in the show and they, they do a lot of you know, interesting stuff with graphics. And so the, the we'll theme, get into it. Yeah. And so the theme is the same way. I think part of the reason why they never shortened the theme is because they invested so much money in the actual <laughs> graphics themselves. They didn't want to cut it down, but yeah. So with that, let's move along. We, we've got some more specific opinions that I think we can share. Uh, but bef- before we do that, I have to ask Colin, are you ready for your close up? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> you should have seen that coming. So is that a yes? Yes. Yeah, a yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All 
All right. So close-ups, of course, the part of our podcast where we talk a little bit more in depth about our, our, our feelings on the show as we went through our, our rewatch. I've got some... I've got some thoughts as oh, usual. Oh, right. Jump in. Colin, you, go, you go first. Sure. I'd love to hear them. Sure. So the, first, the very first thing I wrote, I, I noticed when we started watching the show, is that the show was still entertaining to me. I couldn't tell if it was from a, a reason of nostalgia or if, because it was it was genuinely funny. But I, I enjoyed the rewatch. The very first note I, I wrote just says, more power, exclamation point. I, I, I you know, I had a good time watching the show. The, the first note of substance, substance I made was, was about Jill Taylor's hair which is that it it is alive on its own. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot of floral vests happening right off the oh bat. Goodness. I, I kind of noticed. I, I I failed to, to remember what the floral vest scene was, was like really back in the early 90s, which apparently was just booming. Yeah, I mean, it, what's crazy is just how vests have fallen in popularity since then, not even to mention floral vests, because she has a ton of vests. You mm-hmm. you describe a vest pattern, and she's worn it on this show. Yeah. She does a lot. She's also a contender for all-time number of shoulder pad wearer mm-hmm. in our in our pantheon of shows sure. in the showdown history. Yeah. Um, I, I think she pulls it off. I think she looks great mm-hmm. all the time. And what's we? I actually kind of notice her. I think I think we're just gonna go hard on her fashion right away because sure. let's get into it. One of the things I noticed, which was really strange, is they very they dress her as a very typical '90s mom mm-hmm. most of the time, and then every once in a while they put her in an outfit where I'm just thinking, why? What? Like like for example, one of the times she was just wearing ripped jeans. In a in the style of a '80s hairband mm-hmm. with like a mom shirt. Sure, yeah. I I didn't know how to feel about it. Is is what your parents, parents didn't dress that? Well, that's that's how Look, my mom dressed back in as far yeah, as I remember. She probably looked great. Yeah, yeah, she pulled it off. All right, good for her. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not saying Jill doesn't pull it off. I'm just saying she is a, a different kind of dresser most of the time. Okay, yeah, I, you know, I I think it felt normal for the time, but it was. I can't tell if they were trying to be fashion forward or if it was just a they were trying to copy what was already happening out in the world. I couldn't tell if She's they were cool, on the you know? the leading edge of fashion with that or with that or not. Well, it kind of raised this question over and over for me, which is this idea. I, I'm not really sure how to vocalize this, but Jill is a mom of three boys. That's true. Well, it's pr- pr- definitely true. Pretend. She's pretend. Yeah, it's fake. It's not real. Fiction, yeah. As I often um, have to explain to you when we're watching these shows, it's not real. It's not real. It's pretend. My question regarding that is, is she a cool mom? Like, do the other moms look yeah, at her? Yeah, she's okay. a cool mom. Okay, see, I... What? Okay, all right. You you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, is she a cool mom? She's a cool mom, right? Because she kind of yeah. looks a little nerdy sometimes. Like, she's a nerd mom. Wow. But... She also looks cool sometimes. I guess what okay. I'm trying to say is I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to put it in the context of what was Tim Taylor's celebrity status in Detroit? Like did the other kids at Randy's school think, man, his dad is Tim the Toolman Taylor? Well, as we as we saw in a few episodes, some of some of Brad's friends specifically knew who he was and were yeah. not was not a fan. His reputation was that your dad is a is a bumbling moron. Yeah, that's kind of sad. That kind of bums me out, to be honest. Yeah, I think it has more to do with the kids of that age, young teenagers. Oh, just they being, hate everything. Yeah, oh, just kind of being jerks. But I, yeah. I, I think they it was, it was some minor celebrity status. Okay, probably. all right. Yeah. So she wasn't she wasn't exactly a 
Real Housewives of Detroit kind of level. Well, no. She sure dressed like she okay. was with yeah. those shoulder pads. Uh-huh. Which is a compliment, by the way. Because we know you're listening. Yeah. Mrs. Richardson. <laughs> I hope she would. Wouldn't that be great? You just got a Google alert for home improvement. Yeah, perhaps. Well, she'll, Look, she'll probably enjoy this episode. We, I, I think, think we so, too. I have a say. lot of positive things to say Until about it goes dark here very which, shortly. Which yeah. Which we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when to stop listening. We'll give you a warning ahead of time. None of my things are against Jill. Well, okay. Well, All right. Buckle up. <laughs> So another note. Well, let's go ahead and go down that that, that yeah, path a little bit. Yeah, let's dig into it. So one of the one of the next notes I wrote was I'm not sure if this show is misogynistic or not. Okay. I so. genuinely <laughs> I genuinely had a hard time uh, okay. being able to tell. Like it's from a different era, and that has a little bit to do with it. But it, it spends a lot of time going back and kind of walking this tightrope of women are smarter than men, but also irritating and annoying and so I all of the jokes are based on that dynamic mostly and yes. so it was it was a lot of it was a comedy at the expense of pointing out some of these funny differences or was it well it felt like at some stages it got a little over the line <laughs> <laughs> a little bit yes mm-hmm. so so my note is almost identical I I wrote I can't tell if the show is sexist or just Tim Taylor okay and you know I I will say that all of the negative things I have to say in this podcast episode uh-huh. uh, are are regarding well, with with one exception, there there's some other stuff I have to say, but it's it's this male female dynamic, which I get is the premise of the show. Yep. So the the premise of the show certainly is men are like this and women are like this, mm-hmm. and that's funny that they're different, mm-hmm. except that you know at the time that's how it was, and on rewatch it's like. Men are like this, great, and women are like this, the worst. And isn't it funny how they're the worst and we're great? Right. Well, you, you almost captured it. You have to yes. punctuate it okay. uh, a little bit at the end. <laughs> there we go. It's, 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 you have to follow every, yep. every observation about the difference <laughs> with some sort of, of, of grunting noise. It like lets the, the pressure off. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the problem with the show is that it keeps doing this where it's saying something awful, but... It's Tim saying it, so he's not a bad guy, and he learns a lesson, so maybe it's okay. But, but also, it, it was awful that he said some of this stuff. I, I guess, like, I don't... It depends on your, your level of awful. Like, a lot of it was somewhere below awful, but somewhere above... Haha, ha, this is kind of, we're all in on the same joke. Look, kind yes, of deal. Like, sure. it, it, there was, it was constantly in this gray area. I'm like, this, I'm, I'm laughing, because this is funny, but I, it's also because... He's being a, like a like two percent jerk about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I would say the problem ultimately, you know, because we there are many shows. Let's just put it in broad perspective. There are many shows where they create kind of this negative exemplar character where you're supposed to, you know, Cartman's kind of the per- perfect example where he's he's a bad character, so mm-hmm. he can say bad things, and you and it's okay for you to laugh at them because you don't agree with them. He's a bad guy. And so I think that that's sort of the dynamic here where Tim is the bad guy, except he's our protagonist. And so he's saying these things that are not nice. Disagree. Okay. <laughs> Tell me more. I think Wilson is set up to be the protagonist of this show. Okay. <laughs> I think ultimately. You don't want to save that for your, for your uh, oh, unpopular it's, opinion? Well, it's going to get, going to get worse. Trust me. Yeah. But, uh, I'm sure. I, yeah. I mean, I see what you're saying though. Like it's. Uh, yeah. It, he's, he's kind of. He, he's ultimately trying to convey the lesson through his behavior. Most of the, sure. the storylines are about that. And so the yeah. pattern is I'm going to do some stuff that I, you know, illustrates the point that I'm making that is wrong. And then I'm going to come back around the end of the show and tie it up with a, we've all learned our 
lesson in a funny way. And I'm going to try and point out like why this is better. It's usually through the form of like a heart to heart talk with one of his sons or he talks to Wilson or he does some gesture to make up with, you know, whatever he's done to to make Jill mad and that sort of stuff. That's kind of the pattern of the show. It's just, it gets off the rails when some of the, like some of the offenses that he commits to be corrected later are, are like, you know, really bad, (laughs) really not nice. Kind of rough. Yeah, and and what's sad is kind of they they set it up as this well he doesn't know any better and Jill does a lot of head tilt roll her eyes kind of stuff right which is tough to watch because you can do better Jill I'll say oh don't do, do not break up this family <laughs> I'm not gonna break don't it up you, I'm just saying she you. deserves better right so so it's one of those things and and maybe this is just the nature of the sitcom where they've got to return to stasis at the end but. He learns a lesson, and then the next week he does the exact same thing well, in a different it's a way. Sitcom, right? I know, that's, that's, that's what I'm that's, saying. That's, it's just it's it's frustrating because no one ever learns their lesson truly. Well, right. That's the nature of, of a sitcom. I, I think it's just that that what's unique about the show is it's it's almost exclusively predicated on this dynamic between men and women, which is in large part during the run of the show not untrue. Most of the observations right. are kind of are, are not terribly dynamic either, but things that everybody's like, okay, yeah, we can, you know, I get it. There's just a handful of things that are uh, a little, you know, he goes on television and, well, it, well you He, know. like, literally makes the bird motion with his hand and he's like, nag, 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 nag. Right. And it's like, I, I'm pretty sure that was the episode where she was saying that she wanted to go back to school and have a career. And he's right. like, nag, nag, nag. I was like, Whoa! Right. Whoa. The call, the, so, also getting back to my point, the question sure. I'm asking is, why did I laugh at that? <laughs> I think that's a why did you question. laugh at that? I was laughing at it too because it's a because now in 2018 it's a caricature of that trope, right? Right. Well, I think I think it, it's all backed up by this idea, which I think they 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 sort of pull off, which is that the character that's making those choices and saying those things, like the reason he's doing it is because he's an idiot. Yeah. Like they, they kind of drive that point out. Like they, they lean on that crutch a lot where he'll be talking to Wilson and Wilson will give him some kind of advice and he'll just like flat out not understand right. what he's talking about. Like that's one of the character aspects of Tim Taylor is that he's, he's a little, he's not so bright no, uh, no. when it comes to anything other than, you know, electrical wiring yeah. basically. And so well, that. Well, even, even then that's not a strong suit. <laughs> right. It's just kind of <laughs> surprisingly. a. Right. It's, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic, but you know, like I said, so I, I'm not sure if it's misogynistic or not. I don't know. Well, it's, I, it's hard to tell. It's this so many years later. So I, I, that's, I literally made that note. I, I do not know if it, it could be, it might not be. I gen- I have no I'll idea. Help. It definitely is. Okay. Um, but I, I have sort of a different take on it. It, it definitely is in certain ways. Uh, certainly, now there mm-hmm. that show would not air that way um but i also think that the the bigger broader sort of more menacing characteristic of it is just this idea of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and i think that that's that's one of those where you know in in 1991 to 1999 it was easy to watch the show and say well of course you shouldn't have that attitude towards women but there was not sort of this awareness of toxic masculinity the way there is now. And, and we see it played out just, just in as simple as the way Al and Wilson, their sensitive side and their caring and nurturing sides are the butt of the joke, right? Like mm-hmm. men are not expected to be that way and, and men are expected to be exactly like Tim Taylor. Mm-hmm. And that is building things and... Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Like if if toxic masculinity had a soundtrack, it would be the grunting from this show. 
Uh, yep, yep, exactly. I got all day. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm I on board. You're proving my point. It's, it's, it's problematic on a lot of levels. And, and I, um, you know, just, just to put it in perspective, I, I wrote down Al is a reasonable person with a good perspective on women. <laughs> like that's, that's mind blowing thing to say about this show mm-hmm. when he's the butt of the joke so often because he likes and respects women and, and wants them to be treated as equals. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, you know, I wrote a note about Al. Al's a really great straight man. Yeah, I think for this he show, like he, it's it's an underrated character for sure. So, but let's let's move along a little sure, bit here yeah, and think, talk about some more serious stuff. I think there's more important topics. One of the next things that I, I put down is I, I think the Taylor home may not be safe for children. No, and that <laughs> worried me <laughs> no. at different points that there's small children in this house that seemingly on the edge of catastrophe at any moment of of electrical fire or flooding. Or some sort of appliance exploding, like oh, just yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff happening that you know that it feels like is unsafe to be inhabited by people, much less ten-year-old boys. Yeah, three rambunctious boys. Mm-hmm. They were destroying each other. One of the things I wrote down, similar to what you're saying, but brothers are so mean to each other. That's true. It was tough to watch, and and you know there are more elements to the family dynamic that we'll get into later. But it was tough to watch these three boys just be physically and emotionally hurtful all the time. Yeah. It, it, you know, Again, just, it's this toxic masculinity. Yeah. Just a note to our <laughs> listeners out there. If you're, if you're a brother, be, be nice to your brothers. Yeah. Be nice to your nice. sisters too. Yeah. If you're a brother. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, everybody be cool. Yeah. Everybody be cool. Be nice to each other when you're growing up, your <laughs> lifelong best friends. So please uh-huh. just don't hurt the coffee table. Don't hurt the walls. Don't, Tell your brother. What do they tell Mark that the that there was another brother who got sent away because yeah, he, he traded him in for, <laughs> for Mark. He, he broke something. It's so mean. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny, but yeah, it's mean. we laughed pretty hard. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so let's talk about the brothers. Let's get into it. All right. uh, I have a lot of notes about these these okay. kids. Okay. All right. I don't even know where to start. So okay. uh, well, we can start with the oldest, Brad. Sure. So you know, ZTB. Sure. For yeah, short. Of course. Uh, with a, I, I wrote straight up mullet out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Some very questionable hair Shows choices up later. Day yeah. one, full mullet. 91, rocking that mullet. It was crazy. So blonde. The hair that's that's on the show is to be studied, yeah, I think, by it's, science. It's this weird combo of fluffy and shiny mm-hmm. and flowing and bad at the same time. Like all right. of those first words are things that I would love for my hair to be. But at the time, the, the girls were into it. Oh, they loved they it. They were into it. Yeah, girls loved Brad. They wanted to kiss him. Yep. They wanted to go on dates with him. Mm-hmm. They wanted to, I think that's it. I think that's the majority of Is what that the, happened. That's the list. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> end transmission. <laughs> yeah, end of list. Uh, you know, it, so there's there's another child, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT? Yeah, you, you may have heard of. I wrote a note, the first time I noticed he was wearing a silk paisley shirt. Oh, yeah. A silk shirt with a paisley pattern on it, Colin. Well, Randy's the romantic. Is he? Yeah. Is he or is he just kind of that he's, he felt snarky to me. Oh, he's definitely snarky. He felt snarky. He, he's, he's the comic of the three of them. Wasn't but, funny. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't a funny young right, man. All right. He's, he's definitely. Was he the definitely, least interesting character he, in the show. He is written like a 45 year old comics idea of jokes. Like yeah. there are a lot of like Catskills style stand up jokes. Mm-hmm. 
not not great. Yeah, I just you know, I, I I did not enjoy his character. Wow. All right. I'll just I'll just. You weren't <laughs> you weren't charmed by his uh, plaid vest over I, white t shirt. I wasn't, and I can't help but but think if if it's because part of me remembers I was around the the age that they were when watching this show the first time, and remembering him being like a sensation. There were posters. Oh, you don't have it to was tell me. A big t shirts, Teen Bop. Yeah. Tiger Beat. Yeah. Tiger Bop. Bebop. They was everywhere. Rocksteady. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. No, that's a different show. <laughs> Sorry. No, um, you're you're absolutely 100% right. I was I was the exact age of a bunch of girls who loved JTT. Mm-hmm. I I remember my junior high other girls had a lot of there were a lot of lockers with JTT pictures mm-hmm. in them. Yeah. I personally was not a JTT fan, I'll admit. Okay. I it's just you can it's a safe space. <laughs> I really wasn't. I really wasn't. I, he, you know, he wasn't, like we said, he wasn't funny enough for me. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, had a, I had a picture of Jim Carrey in my locker because wow. that's what kind of nerd I was. Ace Ventura. <laughs> yes. Heart detective. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the other things I, I wrote down that I wrote this question down while we were watching it and then went and answered it myself later. I, I wrote down, is Randy or Brad the oldest? Brad. Well, I know that now, right? Okay. But watching the show, I could not tell for a long time. Like sure. they, the more we watch, like they allude to some things. That the older, older brother, and clearly Mark is the youngest. But what I found out was in the show, at least when the show first starts, Brad is supposed to be eleven, Randy is supposed to be ten, and Mark is supposed to be six. Their actual ages as cast is that Brad and Randy, uh, ZTB and JTT, are yep. the exact same age. They were both ten. Interesting. When the show started, and then Mark was seven. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I remember it was kind of strange because as they got older, Mark grew taller than Randy. Right. And so it was kind of this weird Well, dynamic. Randy never grew. Well. <laughs> Randy Randy apparently acquired some sort of a witch's curse when the show started. He, he traded his, sh- his soul for that his shirts grew. <laughs> yes, they definitely his shirts did. continued to yeah. get larger and larger. Uh-huh. But he did not. Yeah, and and it was and it was kind of sad because uh, his career also didn't grow. Oh, that's not. <laughs> he's not. a he's he's a, an accomplished director at this stage. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's directed some stuff. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm not aware. He's, but he still works. That's great. Good I think, for him. Yeah, I, I, look, I think this Shout is we, we talked about this with some other shows. I think the case with a show like this is you can conceivably make enough money off of this one show that if you don't want to work anymore, you just don't work anymore. I read yeah, somewhere. Seasons, that's crazy. Well, and I, I read that um, they tried to, and of course this is the, the, the stars of the show, but they offered to do a ninth season. ABC begged Tim Allen and Patricia Richardson to do a ninth season and reportedly offered Tim Allen, I think 50 million oh just for gosh. a ninth season and Patricia yeah. Richardson like 30 million or something. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, another problematic issue, yeah. but it's different. That's yeah, a different, yeah. That's yeah, a different podcast. Certainly. We're referring to our earlier section of this podcast. So yep. I think if you're on a show like this for long enough, you, you make enough money to where you don't have to worry about it if you don't want to. you can get, A lot of these actors obviously continue to work, but I, I, I would – wager that they didn't need to if they didn't want to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, certainly the the big ones probably just didn't have to worry about it anymore. Now, famously, of course, we may get into this later, but Tim Allen went on to work in lots of stuff, most mm-hmm. notably for me anyway, is Last Man Standing, which is basically Home Improvement Part 2, this time with ladies. Wait, that's your most notable work from Tim Allen? No, I mean... What is no, happening? No, I just mean 
relative. Tim Allen was Buzz Lightyear. Relevant to the. He the, was the Santa Claus. Okay. He was Jason Nesmith from Galaxy Quest. And you're going to drop last no, name standing on our like poor audience. Most relevant to the Home Improvement <laughs> episode of the showdown. That's true. A, a lot of the, the actors from Home Improvement have made guest appearances on last That's right. Patricia Richardson has been That's on right. it. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh-huh. Zachary Ty Bryan, I believe, is on it. Jonathan Taylor Thomas directed oh, an episode of Last Man go. Standing, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah. so now. it's a reunion-type show of sorts. I've only seen a few episodes. I'm not a, 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 in agreement with the... The particular politics of <laughs> of that yeah, show, so we haven't consumed a lot of it. Had but, to bring that into it, right? But a bit reminiscent anyway. of the same show for sure. Yeah, not, not as as uh, interesting, I, I imagine. But I don't know. I haven't seen enough of it. So we'll, if we have any big Last Man Standing listeners out in the That's audience right. that wish to bring that to our attention, please. Please come and visit us at www.showdownpodcast.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear your opinions. Uh-huh. And we'd love to hear how Last Man Standing compares to Home Improvement, if it does at all. We can't. I've seen. I've seen four or five episodes of it. I yeah, think. it's pretty close. It's okay. Yeah, it's interesting. But uh, a lot of those, a lot of those actors came back around to be on the show. So, so what other notes do you have about uh, Home Improvement? Uh, let's see. Um, we talked a lot about bad hair. I want to, I have two notes that we haven't addressed in regards to bad hair okay. uh, that, that seems necessary to bring up. Jill's hair in season seven is pretty bad. Did she lose a bet or get gum in it? Oh. That's not nice, but wow. it's how I felt. Uh, I didn't related. even get a chance to warn Patricia Richardson. To st- <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, oh, wow. Patricia Richardson. <laughs> well, it probably wasn't her choice. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I don't imagine she did her own right, hair. For the, for apologize the later. It looked so good the rest of the time, is why I say that. Yeah, Patricia. I, I think her hair looked great the entire run of the series. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Tim dyed his hair in season eight, and he that sure was did. super weird. Yeah, he sure did. And that was a little strange. <laughs> I, you can you can describe to the listeners at home uh, that uh, that when he came on screen in, in season eight episode one, I was awestruck by the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you weird. Were, you were visibly disturbed. Yeah, it was it was unsettling. I mean, part of it is just because we had just finished season seven. Yeah, for, for me, it was it was unsettling. Well, you know, it, there's some choices happening. We we've reviewed a few more, more than a few ninety shows at this point. It, it's a Recurring plot point that the the choices made during that decade were unique. Oh, yeah. I I wrote down Tim is wearing a double-breasted yellow suit jacket. He Mm. looks like Jim Carrey in The Mask. They were going for it. Yeah, they committed. They They were were going for it. Somebody stop him. (laughs) Sorry. I apologize. No, it's My apologies. It's good. (laughs) What's so crazy is the rest of the time he dresses normally. Like the scene that we have on in the background, he's wearing... Khaki pants and a yellow polo shirt mm-hmm. with sneakers. He's just typical dad wear. Yeah, like that's it's another point I made is my my dad is Tim Taylor. All right, like this is this is my dad's uniform. Most it's a <laughs> yeah. sensible polo shirt and some sneakers and khakis, and he's working on something around the house. If you want to find him, he's in the garage type yep. of type of deal. Usually something productive, but every now and then, not you know, it will you know something will. Happen. Yeah, your dad isn't but, quite the hazard that Tim Taylor uh, right, is. Right, my yeah. he's, he's certainly you know much more, <laughs> much more competent yeah. than than Mr. Taylor. But I, I think a lot of people's dads oh, are yeah. like that, where it's Very just kind of a, I'm going to mill around and it's you know we're going to do stuff and I'm interested in lawnmowers and you know that's stuff that I, you know I I I know what you're about to say. I see the look 
on your face and I know where you're going and I don't wear sneakers. I wear flip flops. <laughs> okay, so. That's true. Um, you also don't wear pants. You wear shorts. That's true. Most of the time. No, what I was going to say is, do you, would you describe most people's dad as tinkering? So we're going to move along. <laughs> okay. You know, that's the right word. We're going to move along to, uh, to, to some more notes. So, so I'll, I've got some trivia I want to go through. Okay. Some interesting okay, stuff. Yeah. But before we do a couple of, just to kind of wrap yeah, up some, some other notes too, that some, I to some odds and ends, uh, I, I put for, as far as Tim Taylor's concerned, I, I like when he hurts himself. Yep. I, it shouldn't, but he's, there, there's a lot of good physical comedy. Yes. I agree. hundred percent. It's, it's entertaining. And some of the best parts of the show are, are when he, you know, electric cancer. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be. They're cheap. The, Cheap the, laughs, but they, they work still. Well, I think you're right that the physical, co- it's not just the moment where he electrocutes himself. It's kind of everything after where, A, he's trying to hide it. That's mm-hmm. that's one of the moments that gets really great. And B, when he's trying to play it off like it, like it didn't hurt as much as it did. Yeah. 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 I, I, I agree. I also wrote Bob Vila is a villain. <laughs> which in is this amazing. show, which is a, which is a pretty a pretty great turn yeah, for the show, like it's it it smart. really fits well in the show, and that's uh, I find those episodes pretty funny. And then it was something that dawned on me watching the show that I went and researched later is I, I you may have already known this I, I didn't I wrote does this show use the live audience for the filming of Home Improvement as the tool time audience. And they do. I, I read about oh, it that's later. Yeah, like they they actually make really good use of, and I think that's part of why the lighting stuff is so interesting is because when you're watching an episode of Tool Time, if you've ever gone on set, we, you know, certainly we've done some, uh, some, we've seen some live sets and that's what they look like. It looks like a studio and then there's bleachers in the thing and people sit there. And so anytime you're seeing an episode of Tool Time being filmed, we've got out on the background right now, the audience for Tool Time is actually the, also the audience for home improvement for filming. I think they just hand out Tool Time hats and have them wear the stuff and they get to actually be on screen. Probably one of, maybe the only sitcom, live sitcom, where if you go to watch a live taping, you have a pretty good chance of actually being in the episode as well as part of the audience. That's really cool. No wonder Donald Morgan won seven Emmys. Yeah, it's, it's pretty smart. It's, yeah, it's, it's uh, I, I wager that they just signed some waivers and probably don't have to pay them as extras. Yep. And it, it works. It's pretty seamless in the uh, in the in the episode itself, that actually raises one of the things that I wrote down. I have some sort of questions or or thoughts about this kind of show within a show dynamic. What kind of distribution do you think Tool Time gets? It's You're certainly... asking me. You're the well. Yeah, that's it's. Me, I remind you, I'm the okay. I'm the television so, idiot. Let me, let me <laughs> I have no idea. This is your field. Ask this question a little bit differently. So, do you do you think this is a, a certainly doesn't get national broadcast? No. Okay. It's no, probably it's, not a national cable show. It's a step above right? public. Public access, access. Okay, maybe maybe like local PBS. Yeah, like a okay. like a you know good day whatever city you're in. Okay, that type of that type of deal, I would say. All right, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, it's, it was interesting, especially in the final season where they get this new boss of their sponsorship from Binford. You know, they kind of always have been sponsored by Binford, mm-hmm. um, but then they they get this new boss who's trying to change things up, and there's all this network pressure and sponsor pressure, and I wonder mm-hmm. how much of that was a reflection of actual. ABC mingling and it could be he becomes he becomes Tim the Binford Toolman Taylor. Right. It's and what's great this is this is props to the prop people all of the set design every every single I'm Colin they're called proppies. Okay, <laughs> I'm show a little respect. Props okay. to the proppies. Props to the proppies, of course. Which I, I think I mentioned the prop people in every single episode of the showdown. You're a big proppy head. I, <laughs> you know me. Mm-hmm. I'm pro proppy. Yep. Yep. So anyway, so so once the new network guys take over, they've got 
the Binford saw and the Binford hammer. They have every single tool labeled with the Binford whatever, and I thought that was really funny. So, so what other? I'll, I'll go through the trivia here, but any, any other final comments? I, I think I think that covers it. We probably get into the guest stars such as Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer. Actually, I have a note about that. Excellent. Did. So a couple of quick things. I did notice a couple other notes that might be worth mentioning. The, Absolutely. One for you specifically, but I wrote down, and I didn't remember why I wrote this at first when I was reading it and it took me a second, but I just wrote, did Mark burn down Hot Topic? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's goth season. Of course, referring to, to when Mark uh, decides to become a goth. Yeah. On, on home improvement, which uh-huh. was amazing. Yeah. Amazing story arc. I have to say his, his goth season was perfect because it was truly a reflection of kids today, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing I think that was even better as an even worse style choice that, that was a reflection of kids today was Brad had this hairdo I think it was in the seventh season that I remember guys having in the nineties, which was like shaggy hair on top that was buzzed on the sides that they would pull into like a top knot ponytail. Uh It was like slicked back. It was awful. It looked awful on everyone. It was terrible. And he had it on the show and it was awful. Everything about it was bad. Okay. All right. Did you have that hairdo when you were in high no. school? No. <laughs> okay. No, Look, this, I'm sure you looked great in no, it. This is, this is my, my hair's never been longer than than, than 1.72 inches <laughs> then, in my than life. A, than a guard, too, or what? Yeah, it just stops growing at yeah. that point. So another uh, note I, I had really quickly, we'll talk about trivia, and that maybe the last thing I'll, I'll mention here is I just wrote another season finale, another avalanche of Colin Tears. Okay. <laughs> just openly Some of them weeping. Were sad. I, I can't help it, you know. It's a it's an emotional show. I will say that this show brought up this sort of sad feeling that I had when I was younger, which is it's hard to describe it other than to say I always had this, you know, I spent a lot of time watching this show as a as a young adult. It's and, been established yeah, so far. Yeah, it's the and, only and, lesson and, our, our listeners have learned is that's right. I watched a lot of it. Uh-huh. Um, I always had this sort of, you know, I lived alone at the time and I had this sadness around the idea that I would that I would end up like Jill Taylor, which is not to say that, that she's not in a happy life and not everything about it. It's just this idea that I would be married to a man who was so Hey-o. pro, yeah, <laughs> who was so sort of pro-masculine, proto-masculine and have these three boys who are super similar to him and and, and I, I imagine that Jill feels very lonely in in her home. So let's let's talk about some trivia here. The so about the show's origins, the, the show was originally titled Hammer Time. Oh my god. Instead of Home Improvement. Amazing. Which was the name of, of Tool Time and they were gonna have the show be named the same as the, sure. the show inside the show and decided that was a bad idea. Fortunately Al was originally to be named Glenn. Instead oh, of Al. That's that's such a strange choice to make one way or the other. I think, I, I think Al is better. But. I, I thought so, yeah. Uh, famously, Pamela Anderson is the is the first course, uh, yes. tool girl, uh, Lisa, Yeah. Uh, before Debbie Dunning shows up. But did you know before Pam Anderson was cast, the original part of Lisa was to be played by Ashley Judd. Oh, wow. She could not do the show, and so Pamela Anderson was cast as her replacement. Interesting. There's a lot of school attire that's worn by Tim Allen during oh, the yeah. show. It's kind of, he's constantly got the shirt of some college or another. There was a, and I, I sort of remember this during the show itself. I definitely but do, yeah. He, schools would, he'd kind of openly, I was just, if you'll send me your stuff, I'll wear it during the show if it's the university, especially around the, the Michigan area. And so he would 
where uh, the the close of schools that um, that sent him stuff. That's cool. Which is interesting. So yeah. he's it's you kind of see him with it because the first time you say, "Oh, like, oh, that must be where the character went to college," but it's like a hundred different colleges yeah. over there on the show. That's why schools would send it in, and it would be kind of some free advertisement for their yeah, that's cool for their school, especially lesser known schools. Yeah, it's something I'm surprised you haven't touched on yet. But that uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas plays also one of your favorite characters of all time. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Simba? That's right. Yeah, of course. None other than Simba from Of course Lion he plays King. Simba. Everybody knows he plays Simba. Yeah. He's the the original Simba. Mm-hmm. Well, most most famously, the, the thing I will always remember about the fact that he played it is uh, there was a Halloween episode where Randy is giving out candy, and there are two little kids. One is dressed as Buzz Lightyear, and one is dressed as Simba, mm-hmm. and he makes a joke about oh, here's one piece of candy for the spaceman and seven pieces of candy for yeah. this adorable Yeah, that was, that was fun. That was good writing, Yeah, I think. There is never a shot, which is strange for uh, a, a sitcom like this, there is never a shot of the exterior of the house that they live in until the very last episode, wow. which is just kind of a, this crazy, the yep. final episode. The last <laughs> five minutes of the final episode weird. is one of the most bizarre things I've, I've ever seen. Spoilers, if you're listening, but they decide to move. I guess the the net is that they move anyway to, yep. to Indiana. Indiana. Sure. And they decide to take the house with them, and so they put it on a truck yep. and then on a barge. I don't, it's it's yeah, I don't so know why strange. Yeah, it's on a barge. But that's the only time that you see the exterior of the house they live in for nine years for that's the entire crazy. Of the show. Yeah, usually is, typically they do like an exterior shot as a transition shot. Yeah. Well, they didn't need it. They had all those cool transition graphics. Yeah, they were so cool. Um, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Are you, are you saying that the transition graphics weren't cool? Well, I'm not saying that they were. Okay. So nice. something that may be interesting to you, this was the last broadcast network show to use actual videotape while recording. Ooh, that Everything is else interesting. After this, for the most part, was, was digital. Sure, yeah. I guess. And wow. then the last piece of trivia, the closer, if uh-huh. you will, this is the most, maybe the, the best piece of trivia I've found of, of any show I've ever, I've ever researched is... Uh, about Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer showing up as Great. guest stars on the show. Did you know that that led to a spinoff that Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer did? A show called Buddies <laughs> that aired uh, five. They produced 13 episodes. Only five aired before it was it was canceled. So which you, is amazing. During the time this was this was right before Half Baked uh-huh. came out. One of one of. Hopefully everyone's favorite movie, sure, certainly yeah. one of ours. Yeah. But that that appearance on that show led to a, a, an order for a spinoff. That a few episodes aired. Finding those episodes is very difficult, but they they do exist. But that's not the kicker. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, you will be surprised to know that I actually do remember Buddies. However, oh. I did not know that it was a Home Improvement spinoff. It is. On it's the only, the only official spinoff of yeah. Home Improvement. I do is, remember is, Buddies. I think I, I think I saw an episode. So, well. Probably <laughs> one. Probably not much more than that. So here, here's here's the crazy part. And I, what I, I, don't, I would like to think this is on purpose, but I don't know if it was. The episode that Dave Chappelle and Jim Brewer, again, of Half-Baked fame, the, do, you know, do you know what episode they appeared on? Uh-uh. Season four, episode 20. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that probably was on purpose. Season four. Yeah, no, I get it. Episode 20. I get it. Amazing. Amazing. I know. So. uh, That's incredible. So I don't know if we're going to get better than that, Colin. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's probably a good place to to end our close-up section. So with that, let's go ahead and have the uh, Showdown Orchestra plays off. Now it's time for our most unpopular take. Let's get overdramatic. 
Cliff, do you want to start us off? I, I would. I feel like this is going to be a fight. Okay. And I'm, let's, a, I'm let's, a little worried. I, put your dukes up. Let's go. This was the first, very first thing I wrote down of, of all of my notes. This okay. was the first thing I wrote <laughs> all down. Right. I remember. Other than more power? But well, it was, this is before more power. Okay. I remember thinking this when I was a, but a wee child. Okay. In 1991, you were 11. And rewatching the show only reinforced this. Oh, boy. Here we go. So I think in the context of the show that that Wilson was most likely a serial killer. Okay. Colin, it's the only explanation I have. So so think about it. I get it. He's secretive. He's always doing stuff in the backyard, occasionally digging. He wears a lot of hats. He eats squirrel. Uh He speaks in riddles. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah, I, I don't think this is a fight. I and agree. I think that if we were to dig a little bit into either, you know, Wilson's past or some shallow graves in his backyard, <laughs> his companions mysteriously disappeared. There's there's oh, just a yeah, lot going on. Creepy. I, I feel like they're, they, you know, it's one of those stories where uh, we would be watching like an HBO documentary and the Taylors would just be like side interviews about, did you know you were living next to... Yep. Ted Bundy yeah. for nine years until you put your house on a barge. Thankfully, you got away. Yeah. Thankfully, you and your three boys were able to escape the wrath of this person who surely was going to make a skin suit out of you if you hung okay. around long enough. <laughs> he that's, he that's, certainly had the technique down. He had those creepy squirrel skins. Yeah, that's just what I believe. Yeah, I I, I would believe it because not he, sorry. Is, he is a creep. Yep. Yeah, Wilson a creep. <laughs> <laughs> so my unpopular opinion is... Also about Wilson. Oh, okay. Slightly less dramatic. Okay. <laughs> Popular opinion is uh, you can pretty much see Wilson if you look between the slats. Oh, come on. <laughs> Colin. You can. Don't they ruin go this for out everyone. Of the way to hide him. And I'm like, you can kind of see him. You can pretty much see his face. It's really not that secretive. Wow. You pretty much know what he looks Well, here's here's what's weird about it. Here's I mean, what I don't that, understand. That plays into my theory. Like, yeah. why, what other reason would you have to want to hide your identity all the time? Exactly. Like, I, look, exactly. this is, you know what? I'm going to well, call the authorities as I, soon as the show I is over. I want to ask you a question about I mean, this. I'm going to so, call Time Cop <laughs> okay. to go back in time and arrest <laughs> this man. Uh-huh. What? Jean-Claude. So, no, I know. Take the phone. I know who he is. Anyway, <laughs> my question about this is there, so, so, of course, famously, for any of our listeners who don't know, mm-hmm. Wilson hid the bottom half of his face. The joke was that he was the neighbor over the fence, so Tim could only oversee his nose and mm-hmm. above, mm-hmm. which is fine. And, and the show went out of its way to make funny examples of how they would hide his face in scenes where he wasn't just on the other side of the fence. Yep. But what's crazy about it to me is that sometimes the tailors could obviously see his face, but the viewer couldn't. And other times it was like the tailors were trying to see his face and the tailors were, it was almost as though they had never seen his face. And it was like an inconsistency in the story that I don't really understand. It, it was strange. Yeah, I noticed even in the season, because there's plenty of episodes where they're all in the room together and yeah. the audience can't see his face, right, but like everyone a, else can. Like a candle or a picture frame in front right, of him. Right, but everybody face. else can, clearly. Right. But like there's even a reference in the very last episode where they start to take the fence down for Al's wedding. Yep. And, they, and, and Tim takes down part of the fence and looks at Wilson. He's like, oh, that's what you look like. Yeah, and I'm like, I've like, seen you. Would have seen I've him seen before. you see him. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. weird, it, and it was probably just the writers forgetful. You know, is it? I don't well, know. I don't. Now wanna... he can give a full description. Okay. Of uh, Buffalo Bill. Okay. <laughs> over there. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You know what I mean? Fair enough. 
Getting Fair enough. Yeah, so get that the, pretty much covers it for our over-dramatic take. Lots of Wilson takes. I, I think that was pretty dramatic. I, I know. I know. I need a, a, a bit of a breather after that to try and, and process what we've what we've just heard from each other. Yeah. 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 So so that we'll we'll do that. We'll take a really quick break, but don't go away because when we come back, we're going to hand out some awards and we're going to pass some judgment. We are back on the home improvement episode of The Showdown. All right, Cliff, let's get gussied up. It's Dundee time. So other than Emmys for lighting, do you have some awards you'd like to give out today? I do, yeah. So I, I have a couple of awards I think that are worthy of presenting to this cast here. Should we start with best or worst? What do you think? Let's start with best. Okay. Let's go, All right. let's go right into best. So my, my best, I have an honorable mention, but my best are the Toolman's Ties. Wow. Uh, I wrote Trapper Keeper Cover Inspired. Okay. <laughs> that is a specific and reference. I wrote, I, I get I gets more specific. Yeah. I wrote each one is like a little Dire Straits video. <laughs> <laughs> it made me made me happy. I liked his That's ties. Nice. Yeah, That's I, great. Yeah. I enjoyed them. They were if you if you stared at them long enough, you would either go blind or they would start moving on their own. That's right. And That's I, right. I liked That's them. Excellent. I thought they were over the top. They were saved by the bell credits level. Oh yeah, crazy. Oh we're good. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, my honorable mention uh, were the Halloween episodes. Course. We are we're big fans of Halloween in this house. Uh, looking forward to our, our next episode being our Halloween themed episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're, we're excited for that. But uh, the tool, uh, uh, Home Improvement almost called it Tool Time. Yeah. I almost did it. Yep. Yep. Home <laughs> Improvement does, they were one of these shows that do, uh, they do a Halloween episode every year. Not only do they do one, they do a good job. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of fun with they Halloween episodes. A lot of hallmark of a sitcom that I enjoy typically is that they do. Halloween episodes, Family Matters had a couple of good ones that we enjoyed. Even more modern sitcoms do a, a community yeah. of late, just oh, yeah. legendary Halloween episodes. And so we really enjoy when they uh, when they use that as a theme. And so the, the Halloween episodes for Home Improvement were a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, great, great set design, great costumes, great costumes that the characters wear. Mm-hmm. All of it, top to bottom, great. Yeah, we I, we watched Even every one of them, house. and yeah, we watched all of them, and it was it was a lot of fun. So those those were my bests. What, yeah. what do you think, Colin? Yeah, I uh, I also had a had an honorable mention for Halloween episodes, and I have another honorable mention. But my actual best Dundee goes to the time that Tim fixed Al's game. Okay. You know, Al invested all of his money in a tool time game mm-hmm. and he got he got sort of taken for a ride mm-hmm. on the on the game maker and Well they used fifteen gauge wiring when they should have used twenty six. Should have used twenty six, yeah. So Tim figured out and of course the guarantee was I'll give you twice your money back and, and so Tim figured out how to fix it before they shipped any of the games and so everybody was happy. And I, I guess then nobody ever bought any more games because they never mentioned it again. Yeah, it, it didn't. It didn't lead to Al's ultimate retirement. Yeah, which, which is too bad. It, yeah, it was kind of. But it was a nice moment where you know Tim is is kind of obnoxious and and gruff and makes fun of Al and so so many of the episodes. But it was just one of those moments where they really are friends and and mm-hmm. he really does care about him and it and it was very sweet. Yep, I, I agree. I think that's a good. I, like I think it. that's a good choice. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll go to worst. Oh, I have a, I have an honorable. Oh, mention please first. go. Yes. Go, please um, go ahead. <laughs> you're gonna make fun of me for this. Well, that's but honorable true. mention goes to the transitions, and the reasoning is because not because the actual transitions were that good, because some of them were very cheesy. Some of them were cute. Some of them, you know, were fancy. Whatever. 
you know, I'm reminded, I don't know if you remember watching MTV when you were younger and they would have a, a video that did something new that had never done been done before and it was called a breakthrough video. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how this felt. It was like it, it had never been done before and uh, also never been done since then. <laughs> the yeah, transitions weird. Weird. are this on. sort of elaborate. But I, I just thought it was it was just kind of an interesting and special time capsule of the 90s to have these elaborate transitions between scenes. Yeah, it was okay. It didn't it wasn't a standout for me, but I, I will say it fit the aesthetic of the show. The Absolutely. show was kind of a silliness. Yeah, it was kind of a silly goofy comedy show and so it didn't feel out of place. Yep. Uh, within the context of the writing. So yep. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. <laughs> Thank I'll allow you. It. Thank you for allowing yeah. my honorable mention. <laughs> All right. What's, what's your worst? So my worst is pretty easy. This is also one of the first things I, I wrote down. My worst was Marty Taylor. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tim's brother. Yikes. I, you know, I couldn't even come up with a reason. Just, I wrote something about this guy isn't quite right. Okay. Something about Marty Taylor. I mean, he is, is friends with Wilson. Is just, is just off. You know, he comes at some point, there's a story arc where he comes to live with the Taylors for a while. Sure. He, yeah. he separates from his wife and there's just a, I don't know. Like he, he's problems at home. He just seems like, Oh, I don't, he just rubs me the wrong way. I don't like Marty Taylor. Okay. He's, he's going to get this award for worst okay. of home improvement <laughs> that's because that's, weird. that's what I've decreed. All right. Um, so mine is is an episode that uh, we didn't actually watch together in, as part of the rewatch, but I remember from when I used to watch it long ago, it was burned into my brain, this episode where Tim is hosting a party at home for the Super Bowl and Jill gets sick mm-hmm. and... Tim just doesn't care that she's sick and she's just stuck in bed, can't do anything to help. And all he cares about is watching the Super Bowl. It was a real bummer. I I remember that episode, actually. But I remember it as Jill really being in the way and trying to take attention away from what was otherwise a good party that was going on downstairs. (laughs) And there's a lot of hacking and sneezing. And she like walks in the middle of the room and stuff. And she's like contagious and get everybody sick. And like, yeah, I mean, Jill. just gets it just gets to my point tim is very selfish he's, a he's not a he's not a very giving person it seems like a lot of the good deeds and good nature brought out in tim taylor has to be kind of forced out in minute 29 of yeah most, yeah of it's most kind every of, show kind of bad it's like well i guess i'll do the thing you want to do yeah and it's, that's what's great. he's not a bad guy he's just again it's kind of it's usually sloughed off as a well he's just not that smart slash observant. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely not very self-aware. He's He's, a grown adult man. Yeah. He's, he certainly is not very in tune to Jill and her needs and desires. And, and she says things and he doesn't listen. Uh Um, and, but you know, at at his core, I think he's just ultimately kind of selfish and he doesn't really want to do stuff for anyone else but himself. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. On that note. Yeah. I like it. I like the grunts. I think it's I think it's an interesting little addition to the show, much like the transitions. Yeah, it's great. So uh, so so with that we'll we'll go ahead and commit these awards to their recipients. No one is here to accept these awards once That's again, sad. which is which is strange, but uh, I, I think it's safe to say that as they've been collected, we can mail them to the set of Last Man Standing and eventually they'll all show up to collect those things. So yeah, we'll box those good. up uh, and send those over to uh, the ABC Studios where they can hang on to them and, and uh, pass them out. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up Dundies and have the orchestra play us off. So, Colin, it's, it's almost time for closing arguments, but before we do that, we're lucky enough this week 
to have a guest. Yes. So we'll go ahead and play that now to help us form our closing arguments in a segment we like to call Expert Testimony. All right, so this is expert testimony on the showdown, and we'd like to welcome our expert on this episode. Stephen, thank you so much for your service today, sir. Hello, friends. <laughs> Howdy. So uh, so this is a, a way for us to, to talk with somebody who has uh, another opinion on the show, someone who has a different experience before we, before we lay down some scores. And, and the first thing we'd like to start off with is exactly what are your credentials for today's subject home improvement? What's your history with the show? Well, I will tell you guys that this was sit down and watch TV time for our family. I can't remember what day it was. I want to say it was like a probably like Thursday. But I mean, there was there was this show and then I can't remember the other show. But we every week we'd had to sit down and watch this because my father was a carpenter. There you go. He related to Tim Allen tremendously. So much so that he grunted all the time <laughs> uh, as a Tim Allen. Uh, yes. So that was my childhood. That sounds that sounds like quite a quite an experience and and perfect for our, our expert testimony here. So, uh, so I think that's great. So so before we begin, we've got some questions for you, specifically five questions to try and help us uh, get a little bit more information about your perspective. But before we jump into those five questions, would you like to give an opening statement about your feelings on the show Home Improvement? Sure. I will say that this show is good okay. <laughs> as, as, as far as that style of show. The writing on it is pretty well done. Mm-hmm. I can't say for the, the latter seasons, but that's, you know, a lot of shows towards the end kind of go off the rails and do some kooky things. That's true. Um, but definitely early on, the show was just very wholesome and just well done. I've been watching some of them just I've been laughing to myself about some some jokes that are 20 something years old. Yeah, they I, I think we both agree as well. They, the show seems to hold up pretty well, so we've we've enjoyed the rewatch. So that's a great opening statement, Stephen. So we've got five questions for you. I'll go ahead and jump into it. I'm going to warn you they're pretty serious, uh, and so we'll, you know, we'll let you take your time w- with the answers. But the first question, question number one, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Would you consider yourself a Tim or an Al? Oh boy. Probably a Tim. Okay. I definitely joke around when I shouldn't most of my life. Okay. And I break things all the time. That's true. I, and I've, I've heard you grunt. And I, I own zero flannel. Well, it's, we can change that. Christmas is yeah, right around the corner. That's right. That's right. I cannot grow a beard. Yeah, I'm definitely a Tim. Okay, fair enough. I think that's a good answer. Right, so on to question two. We're going we're gonna to fly right through these. Do you think you could pull off the JTT look either now or in 1994? I will say he has too many overalls. Okay. Um, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Too many overalls? <laughs> yep. Is there such a thing? He is not a farmer. Oh, that's true. As far as we know, that's well, true. Well, he, he also He also wore a backwards hat a lot. I have never worn a backwards hat in my life. He is cute and adorable. I am not. So, no, I, I definitely do not think I could pull off the j- – plus the pressure on that kid's shoulders to be basically a sex symbol at whatever age he was, like 11 mm-hmm. when they – like that's pretty gross. I remember girls when I was growing up, like had posters of him on the wall, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know if you guys know what that means. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, it's weird. To, to be fair, eleven year old boys had pictures posters of Cindy Crawford on their mm-hmm. wall. 
I did not. Well, I'm not saying there you, you did, but other boys go. did. Don't try and drag us into your world, Conway. <laughs> I didn't have any posters of anybody on my wall. I had a Testarossa on my wall. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Good old fashioned Ferrari. (laughs) So on that note, I I will say for our our listeners here, it's worth throwing out there for full disclosure. Up until pretty recently, I think you were out herring Jonathan Taylor Uh Thomas. You had you had quite a mane here until you you donated some of your some of your locks. And so I I think that's fair to point out that there is at least uh, some similarities that have that have grown there. That's true. And he is a wise ass. Yes, that's true. Basically, every line that he ever had in the show was a zinger. So, yeah, that's all they wrote for him until he decided right. to stop showing up in later seasons. And <laughs> they were very sad about that. He had money to be made. So uh, question number three. He's got that Simba money. He does. He had the, he was rolling that Simba cash. Uh, so, so question number three. What's Wilson's deal anyway? What's he hiding? What's what 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 do you think he's got going on over there? So even when I was a kid, I was like, that guy is a weirdo. I, sure. And like for a guy that's in his yard doing stuff all the time, it looks terrible compared <laughs> to Alan's yard who works all the time. And I never see him doing any work back there. That's so true. I don't know. Wilson, apparently he's a, a widower. I don't know. He's a weirdo. He reminds me of the movie, the classic 80s movie, The Burbs. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, the Clopex. The Klopex, exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. Except he's a, a much friendlier, less Polish Klopex. There you go. Yeah, I think we, I think we may have gotten to the bottom of, of some mysteries here. That's, that's <laughs> this is why we bring experts on our show is to help us with these things. So, question number four, on uh, word family show, so we play a different version of this game, but uh, we like to play a game called Hug, Mary, Kill. Hopefully that uh, that <laughs> that makes some some sense. So, Hug, Mary, Kill. Okay. Tim the Toolman Taylor, Buzz Lightyear, Santa Claus. Oh, boy. What do you think? Wait, Take your time. Santa Claus from the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. So that's two Tim Allens. It is. What's oh. three <laughs> in a way? <laughs> Technically, there are three there. <laughs> well, I mean, one's just a voice. Another one is a, a face. Well, this is the, the Buzz Lightyear. This would be the... Yeah, he's Space Ranger. Yeah, this would this would be an animated version of yourself. No, okay, so first, just right off the bat, kill Buzz Lightyear. Okay. I need to knock him off a peg. All right. That's a strong he's, choice he's, out of the gate. Yeah, he's pretty cocky. Okay. Um, I would hug Santa. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. He, he gets great hugs. And that only leaves one more. Yeah. So I think you're, you're going to marry the tool man. Which I, I'm pretty sure actual Tim Allen would be upset with. Right. Oh. Well, it's, it was against his, <laughs> his personal politics. <laughs> I think for sure. But, you know. It's, would probably disown him right but the, the benefits if, if this is the choice the benefits relationship with the tool man i think are are evident in the show right very powerful dishwashers lawnmowers all sorts of things well anything it's it's all about more power sir now cliff can i ask did you have a different answer for hug mary kill i actually i think that's that's also my answer i am not a fan wow. of buzz Lightyear. i think he's his days are, are numbered can i submit my answer please do okay um i i would say Kill Tim the Toolman Taylor. Okay, that's uh, <laughs> for feminine reasons. Okay. Let's be honest. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Santa Claus because oh. I feel like he's a good supporter. Okay. Um, and okay. he's married. But go on. You know what? It's fictional game. <laughs> Pretend you're a home wrecker, and you're gonna hug Buzz Lightyear. And I'm gonna hug Buzz Lightyear because he's a spaceman. Because he's just okay. You know, we're he's just gonna we're out gonna, of this world. We're gonna move along. You've you once again drug this segment down into your. 
your craziness. Just trying to offer a female perspective. <laughs> no, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so on to question five, our, our fifth and final question for you, Stephen, uh, which is a, a little bit philosophical. What do you think the world can learn from this show, Home Improvement? What do you, what do you think the world has to learn? Well, you can't fully break something is something that they want to teach you. That's true. Um, I mean, you, you can. You, well, <laughs> you can't because he, he breaks stuff constantly and, and nothing bad ever happens. That's true. It always works out in the end. That's true. He's never Aww. lost a finger. That's I right. feel like that's false advertising. He does get electrocuted a lot. Just so, so I, I think that's a good answer. The world uh, learning that you, you can't really break anything. Uh, I don't know if that's that's no tr- true Just overall, but certainly a message they were conveying for one reason or another. <laughs> so, uh, so, so fine. That's that's the end of our questions. I think those were all really great answers. Uh, Stephen, is there is there a closing statement you would like to give for for our listeners uh, relative to the subject home and improving? Any, any parting words? Don't don't be afraid to break stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's a great message. Yeah, I like it. That's right. Don't be afraid to break a few things in life. I, I think that's, I think that's, that's, those are fine words of, words of wisdom. So with that, we'll thank our guest, Stephen. Thanks for joining us. We'll take your uh, expert testimony into consideration. We appreciate your time. All right. Thanks guys. All right. So I, I think that was helpful. We'll see if that helps us form our yeah, opinion. We'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> we'll see what that does for us here. But before we do that, we've, we've got to get serious uh, and get everything together, put on our, our finest formal wear. Oh, because of course. It's time to go before Judge Stone and give our closing arguments. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So closing arguments, of course, is the part of our podcast where we, we get one last opportunity, one final chance to make our case about our feelings on the show. And then, of course, give it a score. So we're each going to give the show a score on a scale of zero to five stars and in true star search fashion, mm-hmm. combine those scores to give us a total from zero to 10 so that we can figure out where this show ranks among all of the shows that we've reviewed here on the showdown. And so uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and kick that off. Colin, would you like to go first? Sure. Yeah, I, I would love to. Um, I'll, I'll be very, very honest here. Please this do. Is, this was tough. <laughs> okay. You know, because mm-hmm. I am I am torn. I, as established, I have watched a lot of this show, and that is because I really, really like this show. There's a lot to love mm-hmm. about the Taylor family and the dynamics and all of that. You know, it's it's funny, it's relatable, it's charming. It has a lot of great physical comedy, as you mentioned. It has a lot of great writing. There is a lot to love. But on the rewatch, I just was really struck by the fact that it just has not aged well, let's say. Okay. It, it, I, I wrote down it's, it's the gritting teeth emoji oh. <laughs> most of the time just because of the dynamic between men and women, you know, and, and so much of the time women are the butt of the joke and, and in a kind of gross way, I'll be honest. Okay. Um, and, and other times the, the show is just about toxic masculinity in kind of a gross way too. Okay. Um, Man, going south yeah it I, like i said i'm torn okay because i wanted to love the show i wanted to give it five stars i just couldn't okay you know that's how it is all right um so so my final judgment and frankly i think i was nice to the show i gave it 3.8 stars okay Whew. all right yeah okay all right i have to deal with that yeah. i have to accept it yep 
As unfair as I feel it may be. Okay. Well, you know, you know me as a judge. I am tough but fair. You are certainly tough. So my my, my closing arguments were pretty straightforward. You know, I put down this show is the definition of uh, '90s upper middle class suburbia. It's reminiscent of a lot of those types of things. It's not got a lot of notes to play, but it plays them really well. I wrote that the world needs more Borlands. Yeah, that's I think, true. I think I think more Borlands uh, would certainly make the world a better place. I gave it, I had some some math here. I gave it a plus 0.5, a plus a half a point for quality Halloween episodes. Mm-hmm. I think that, that earns a, a pretty good uh, bump in my book. I gave it a negative 0.2 points for no Disneyland episode. Okay. I think that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> sure. Where Tim walks in and they, they, they're getting on Splash Mountain, another great but problematic thing from my childhood. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and they're walking through the line. Maybe Tim sees a loose screw while they're in line and he twists it. And the next thing you know, the ride is broken. It's, look, there's it writes itself. It's this, the comedy <laughs> opportunities here are limitless. Yep. And so I felt like that was a missed opportunity. Ultimately, uh, you know, I, I started to give the score that I, that I ended up with as a 3.3. And then I, I asked myself a question, Colin. Oh, boy. Which was, what does this score need? Don't. Don't you dare. <laughs> More power. Okay. Right. So I give a final score 4.3. Okay. All right. So, Colin, so what does that give us as a final score? 8.1. 8.1. I had to write that math. That's pretty That's high. I see there's a lot of long division okay, happening you in, know your, what? in your notebook there. So uh, 8.1 You know is how women are with math. Women be writing. Good at it. Yep. I am good at math. <laughs> That's like. Yeah. Great news. Yeah. <laughs> Great news, because I am not. Yep. Yeah, so somebody's got to do it. Yep. Uh, so 8.1. That's pretty, it's pretty strong. A good score. We'll, uh, we'll start to fill out the, the necessary paperwork to get that entered into the giant showdown scoreboard, uh, which you can find on our, our website later. We'll post that here in a little bit. And while we do that, we'll go ahead and take a, a quick, our, our final break, but, but don't go anywhere, because when we come back to my very favorite part of the show, Colin, we're going to play some games. Oh, boy. All right. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the showdown. Colin. Yeah. Are you ready for my very favorite part of our show? Of course I am. All right. Well, let's do it then. It's time to play some bonus rounds. Okay, so bonus rounds, of course, is, is uh, the part of our podcast where we play some games. Specifically, we're going to play three rounds, three games, and the best two out of three is the winner of this episode. We're going right. to spin our big wheel here that has approximately 20 games on it that we have made up and are, are, are pretty dumb, but we like to play, like to play yeah, anyway. that's why we like them. Yeah, so we're going to spin the wheel. We're going to pick three off the, the, the wheel, depending on what we land on here. We'll play them, mm-hmm. determine a winner, uh-huh. sometimes assisted by our live audience. Sometimes poll. you just pick yourself on occasion. because that's, oh, that's Look, I, the people are going are gonna to decide. It's not real. There's no poll. No, we'll, we'll see not about that. So, okay. so let's go ahead and, and, and get into it. Let's go to our right. first game call. Would you like to spin the wheel first? Of course. All right, so oh we've landed on a game called Netflix and Grill. Ba boom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Netflix and Grill is a game where, uh, very simply, we try and 
offer what we feel like is the best food slash meal pairing for this show. Of course, home improvement for this episode. And so yeah. we're just going to offer, uh, you know, what we think is the best thing that, that you could enjoy while you're watching this show. So yeah. would you like to go first? I would you? love to. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it. When I'm sitting down with home improvement, I want one thing. I want a steak. Okay. Just a big, juicy steak that I'm eating with man tools like a Your nice space work fork. is amazing. You're miming <laughs> cutting a steak for a yep. podcast. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm into it, you know? You are. I'm, I'm going to cook that steak with more power. And it's going to be great. Okay. All I'm, right. Like developed more of a Southern accent than necessary, which is weird because the show yep. isn't even uh-huh. filmed in the South. Yep. No, just a, just a, just a thick, juicy steak. Okay. All right. That's your, that's your answer. That's my answer. Okay. So my answer, which I will see if it's superior or not, I don't know, is crow. I, wow. I think, I think the meal that's best uh, enjoyed <laughs> while watching this show is eating some crow okay. because that's more or less what is uh, served at the end of every episode is Tim True. Taylor uh, inserting his foot in his mouth and chewing on that for a while. Perhaps that's the appetizer and then eating some delicious crow. And so I look, one of those answers was uh, not mimeable unfortunately <laughs> i can uh, mime it if you want but, me to <laughs> i I, th- I think is i think is better uh and so i'm gonna I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that the first point is gonna go to to, to me oh uh, what <laughs> you were just saying that my point was <laughs> no, better no. <laughs> steak cliff you're telling me there's a meal no. that's better than steak no one of them is more specific to okay. the show I, yeah right. look i will i can talk about I it later it. i you know well perhaps the the listeners disagree but i, I i'm gonna go ahead and claim the point for that one just because all right Fair enough. Worked really hard. I used every brain cell I had, okay. uh, so I may I may have none left for the rest of these these games. But we're gonna give it a try. So so two more rounds to go, Colin. Absolutely. Or it's, it's yeah. Gonna be a, a, a photo finish here, perhaps. Sure. So, Hope uh, so. I'm gonna go ahead and spin the wheel again here and yes, figure out what's next. Here we go. Oh boy. Oh boy. So this game is called "Brought to You in Part by." Yes, indeed. So brought to you in part by is a game where, similar to our first game, yeah. we try and decide what the best commercial pairing is for this show. So in the in the tradition of much older shows having a sponsor for the entire show and live readings, and this brought to you by Neosporin, sure. uh, the Neosporin Tonight Show. If, this, if Home Improvement <laughs> were to have a sponsor- that your submission? <laughs> no. It, well, so it could be. It's a good uh, idea, actually. But uh, if, if Home Improvement were to have a, a, a sponsor, a, a strategic sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, who would that be? And so, Colin, would you would you like to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I think you should go first. I went okay. first last. All right, I think I have a pretty good answer here. I think okay. I, I think I've come up with something that's pretty good. So, uh, in my mind, one of the things that that home improvement is unique for is being a, a sort of a, a meta show. It's a show about a show. Well, there's a show within a show, show perhaps, a right? Show, yeah. And so, there's uh, Tool Time, sponsored by Benford. Yep. And then we would have Home Improvement sponsored by Craftsman. Okay. And so I, I think there's a mirror fig. I think it would be a very smart strategic sponsorship. It's a lot about tools and safety, and there's a lot of talk about wrenches and hammers and that sort of stuff. And so I think to keep that that tradition in place, the corporate sponsor for Home Improvement should probably be something like like Craftsman. That's great. Yeah. The, the real-life Benford. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I wrote down the exact same thing. I wrote down... Tool company. <laughs> oh my! Oh, oh! I cannot believe my good fortune. 
<laughs> what do you mean you're good fortune? Well, please continue. Well, I, I guess I'm forced to come up with the secondary answer, sure. which is uh, it should be sponsored by sort of nationwide marriage counseling. You know, if you're... <laughs> Wait, nationwide marriage counseling? Not, I don't mean nationwide as in the company. I mean, like, you know, if there's like a marriage counseling company, they should sponsor this show. Because if what you're watching happening? the show and you're like, oh, that guy's right, you should maybe call them. Wow. I don't know. Look, we came up with the best with the same best answer. You're gonna get the point for it because you went first. Oh, I don't know. Tool companies pretty <laughs> okay. Whoa. Okay. I was gonna actually say it out loud. All right. So All right. Oh boy. Whatever. So, <laughs> I would go to the live poll on this, but no one has even bothered you know what? to we came vote. Up with the same answer. We didn't. Yes, we did. We didn't. You just yours was tool company. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what Craftsman is. It's a tool company. Hopefully, everyone listening uh, is is witnessing this. And I, look, so I'm gonna, I have to claim the point for that round. I don't think I have a choice. Whatever. At this stage, so that that there's still one more round. There is one more round for uh, for dignity <laughs> that uh, that we we can play. So we'll so we'll we'll get to that before we wrap it up. Colin, would you like to spin the wheel for the last? I would round? love to. All right. Heidi ho. Okay. Oh boy! So we've landed right, on it's a game that's in your wheelhouse. Oh yeah, I love Moosey. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame theme song music oh, there. Yeah, so I, I love Moosey is a game where we all the we have some themed games. This is interesting that all That's our right. games are. So this is about uh, if the show were to have a spirit animal. Yeah. What would the spirit animal of this show be? I've got a great answer. And so, well, so would you? You want me to go first? Or would you like to go first? I think I better go first because I pr- maybe you know maybe. last time that really. Bit me on the toe, uh-huh. if you know what I'm saying. I don't. All right, so my answer to uh, what the show's spirit animal would be is um, I'm reminded of the idiom bull in china shop. Uh-huh. And I think I think bull is the spirit animal. It's very masculine. Okay. It's very in your face. I'm yep. pantomiming. Yeah, you are. That's a, that's a real, that bull's got a lot of attitude that you're... <laughs> Yeah. Sure does. Uh-huh. It's it's uh it's it's bullish. <laughs> it's <laughs> bullish. All right. I can't think of what I'm trying Beer. to say. It knocks everything over. It gets it pushes everything out of the way. It gets in your face. It uses more power. It's aggressive. Uh-huh. Okay. Bull. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. No, that sold it. I was I wasn't sure until that very last moment where you just emphatically said the word bull. It made that seem crazy like- eyes at me. <laughs> Fitting for this show. <laughs> yep. So, okay. The true spirit of home improvement. That's an interesting answer. So my answer is uh, is, is the pig was okay. what came to me. I, I feel like this show has a theme of being very... There's a there's a note to play. Tim is is kind of the, the old adage, a male chauvinist pig. And so I, I feel like... It, and they use it, you know, I think for the most part to try and do the right thing. It doesn't always land very well, but to try and teach that lesson of saying, this is, this is me being a guy and why guys are different and I don't understand. And then they, there's all this stuff happens. And so they feel like the, the pig is the, is the fitting beard animal for this, for this show. So it's, it's not quite as bullish 
as your answer, unfortunately, but um, I, I and not I, quite as right. <laughs> okay, so let's well, let's I'll tell you what, let's let's go to the okay, let's go to real. the poll. There's no poll. Let's see what the poll says here. We've got uh, you didn't even pantomime yours. A lot of that's true. <laughs> We've got a lot of votes coming in. Uh, oh boy, this is uh, okay. This you is already a, won the round. You this is a runaway. Game. It's it's actually the vote is a write in for no one. <laughs> that is that is insulting to the both yeah, of us. That that, that's that hurts. hurtful. So I I think by default that <laughs> that point actually goes to you. Well, uh, great. Yeah. So uh, so unfortunately that still leaves us at a at a at a two to one margin. Fortunately for me, okay. uh, happily. Yes. Uh, so I will bullishly accept this bonus round. Win, yeah, which is exciting. Uh, yeah, it's I'll, exciting because it happens every week. Yeah, every not, episode, not, not every episode. Well, you, you, you've technically won before. That's right, I won once. So anyway, so I'll, I'll put this once. trophy on my mantle. It's getting pretty crowded. I'm no award-winning lighting director, but, sure. I, but I'm up there. So so we'll go ahead and, and wrap up our, our bonus rounds. We don't have any listener mail for this episode. I'm sure we will for the Halloween episode. And we'll wrap up the show here. So we'd like to say thanks for joining us. We hope you had a good time. We always have a good time with this show. So so thank you for listening, everybody. We'd like for you to, to come and visit us uh, if you can at www.showdownpodcast.com to play along. You can check out all of our episodes, check out the leaderboard. You can contact us, uh, do all sorts of fun stuff there. Give a shout on Twitter at the Showdown 6. And as always, I'm Cliff. I'm Colin. And this is The Showdown, signing off. Plunger, plumber, Felix Maiman! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>